Okay. Audio is rolling. Oh. Audio is rolling. Speak off. Up. Okay, yeah. Okay, and then I need to... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm like choking a little bit right now. Okay, audio on here is... Okay, so... Do you want to test the audio right now? It is, that's what we're It's good. Yeah, yeah it's gone. It's good? Yeah. Okay, okay, everything looks okay? Mm-hmm. Alright, good okay, so to start, just, I guess, come back here and then walk to your okay. seat. Should I get off the couch? Yeah. yeah. No, you're just couch. sitting there, man. We'll let him pick the seat, yeah? Keep it. Uh, you just, you just sit right there. I'll let you know. Cue um, edited you sound of door opening and shutting. Mm-hmm. Post production. Okay, also. Uh, you're not in the screen. <laughs> I don't know what it's for. We gotta go down a little bit. Down? down a little bit? Yeah, no. yeah. No, too much, no, too much. Uh, we'll, a little we'll to the right. A little bit yep. A little bit This is good? Okay. I'm so, gonna start recording. Are we good? Yep. Set. All right. Uh, welcome to the Homegrown Grown Podcast. Um, I'm Katie O'Donnell. I'm an intern here at UHM. And I'm Ethan Biacci. I'm an intern here at UHM also. And so we are seniors in college. We've been here for a little bit now. Um, and we're not quite homeowners yet, but we're getting to that process. And so... Um, Ethan, if you want to kind of talk about permission here. Yeah, so why did we start this podcast, you may ask. We want to connect with the younger generation, and at UHM, it is one of our projects to figure out how our company can connect with the younger generation. And we feel that as a part of this generation, we can relate and help make them aware of the financial literacy and the home buying process. We also want to enable them to have a better experience and more success in the future. And so you may also be wondering what UHM is. Um, It's Union Home Mortgage. It's a lender company that's huge here in Northeast Ohio and growing all over the United States. Um, And UHM has really honestly introduced us to several key pieces of information that's really enabled us to have a better chance of success in the home buying process, Um, but in the lending process as well. And so we really feel like we're at an advantage to kind of enter this next stage of life and um, especially kind of into um, the phase where, where we'll be purchasing homes as well. Today on Union Homegrown, Union, oh my God, Homegrown UHM podcast, <laughs> we have loan officer and team lead Ryan Heyman. He's the one of the best around. How you doing today, Ryan? I'm good. How are you, Ethan? Good. Good to see you again. I'm happy to be here. All right. Well, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your personal and professional journey. How'd you get here? Wow. Um, so I was an intern myself at UHM in 2016, um, right when our Consumer Direct Department began. Um, what else do you want to know? Uh, the internship went very well. Uh, I stuck on. I got licensed between my junior and senior year of college and I've never left. So maybe you can kind of go a little bit into what the Consumer Direct program is for those who might not be aware. Um, so Union Home has three kind of avenues of buying a home. There's your retail loan officer, um, your sort of TPO, which is third party, almost like a broker, and then our Consumer Direct. Consumer Direct it's almost like the future of the mortgage industry. It's the newest of any sort of avenue you can go. That's uh, where you're not really going through a middleman or anything. You are coming directly to the source, directly to the loan officer um, to get your home. Great. What do you do here at Union Home Mortgage? 
So I have been a producing loan officer since 2017. I also uh, manage a group of loan officers that work throughout the country as well. Cool. So how's the success been? How many loans you got? The value check? It's a bold question. Um, yeah. Good. I have been a president's club since 2019, so um, it's been well. ULHM has been great to me. Mm-hmm. And for those years. who don't know, President's Club is the highest producing loan officers at the company, so it's a really big deal and a really good honor, and so it's a great thing to be a part of. Um, something we thought we would do before we kind of really get into the process is there's a couple of basic definitions that you really might need to understand for some of our conversations later. Um, so we have a couple here. So we have LTV, which is just the loan-to-value ratio, so it's just the amount of the mortgage compared to the appraised value of the home. And then we have DTI, which is your debt-to-income ratio. So how much money you owe per month versus how much money you're bringing in. And there's a couple of specific numbers associated with that. So usually like 43 to 45% is the highest you're allowed to have for a conventional lender like Fannie or Freddie. Um, and then no more than approximately 28% of that should be associated with your mortgage. Um, and then we just have points, which are is just the cost associated associated with maybe buying down your rate. So maybe you're at 6%, but you want to be at 55 so you're just going to buy down a couple of points to get a lower rate per month, which is just your interest that you'll owe over the lifetime of that loan. Um, so we actually have a couple of questions that we'd like to ask Ryan, so we're going to go ahead and get into that. Um, Ethan, you want to kick it off? Yeah, let's kick it off. So what's your experience at UHM been like, and why do you recommend it over other lenders, especially for first-time homebuyers? My experience has been great. Uh, UHM has a culture like no other, which I'm sure you guys have seen. Um, first time home buyers, we are very good for. Uh, most most banks and, and your big box lenders sort of like Rocket, they work almost as like an assembly line. Um, you'll have different people doing different things. Um, they also typically don't go very in depth with the pre-approval, such as like running an initial sort of underwriting on your loan, making sure your pre-approval is actually going to work and your loan will get approved in process. So we go a little bit more in depth. Um, typically, we also work with you directly throughout. So uh, we don't really run that sort of assembly type thing. Uh, like anyone I pre-approve, I will walk them through the home buying process, their pre-approval. I'll also be there, contact out the whole home buying process once they have a home. So it's, it's a little more personal, uh, easier to contact who you're working with throughout from start to finish. Yeah, it's definitely a thing people are looking for nowadays, that connection, trusting a loan officer, having that connection, and I think it comes down, like, down the road when they want to have that success, it all comes back to who they're working with first, so it's great to have. Yeah, and something that might even be unique as well is that I know a lot of times in retail, LOs are just, honestly, they're older, and so especially for someone who's maybe, like, 25, 26, that might be really hard to relate to someone who's, like, 50 or 55 and has a lot of knowledge and experience in the industry and might not necessarily kind of um, think through certain experiences as someone who's maybe seeing them for the first time have. So what are your strategies for attracting first time and, and even young younger home buyers in general? How are you appealing to them? Um, well, I relate. I'm on the younger end myself. So uh, it's more so just kind of explaining things to them. A lot of people in the younger generation feel that you just go online and kind of figure, figure it out, which is not the case. Buying a home it's a lot more simple than most people think when they go online, so it's more so sitting down, explaining how everything will work, um, understanding where you guys are coming from. A lot of people younger don't they don't need to come to an office and talk to someone. You could do a 15-minute phone call, walk them through everything. Um, that's where Consumer Direct helps. We don't have little offices around the country. Uh, we just 
work over the phone. Everything's done electronically. makes it a lot easier. That's great. So, Ryan, if you were in our shoes today, what would you do when it came for looking for a new house? <laughs> um, well, step one is speaking to a loan officer. Um, of course. People who try to, who come to me, who've done all the research on their own, I kind of compare buying a home when you do all your research on Google, sort of like going on WebMD when you're, you're sick, you're going to get a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of information you don't necessarily need and you're going to be a lot more confused and worried than you need to be. Um, so that's where uh, someone who's young, talk to a loan officer, reach out, you don't need to apply or get your credit pulled or anything, but someone can walk you through how it's going to work, what you're going to need to do how to build your credit, um, each step you need to actually get a home. So uh, step one would be finding a loan officer company you, you want to work with potentially in the future, just going through the steps you'll need to take to, to understand it. Yeah, and kind of going off of that, you mentioned um, credit and the importance of it, and even maybe building credit if your credit's not that good. So how can someone our age improve and even maintain their credit? So the easiest way for, for a younger person is to, to get a credit card. Um, obviously, you don't need to rack it up or anything, but um, you can build a score very quickly by getting like a very small credit card, putting 50 to to $100 a month on it, um, just letting it uh, rotate each month. You pay it down, um, but get a credit card. That's going to be your easiest and first way to build credit. Um, so when you go to apply the home, you have something, something on there. Um, Obviously, student loans that most young people have now and cars, stuff like that, will show up. But having a credit card, putting a very small balance on it, paying it off monthly, that'll, that'll help build it up quickly. And what do you recommend for someone whose credit's maybe not so good and they're working to build it up to be able to buy that home? Keep working on it. <laughs> um, there, are lower, there are programs out there that are more lenient and good for lower credit, so you don't have to have great credit to buy a home. Um, there are lower end programs that, that can help you out. So um, there's also a lot of places out there that can teach you how to build credit. Um, there's programs we use where we can look at a credit report and say, hey, if you do this, this, and this, your score will go to here. So there's a lot of different ways to improve it, just depending on the situation. For sure. So just kind of sticking with the borrower, informing them, and making sure they have the right next steps to take or even the right information to be able to know how to move forward. Mm-hmm. So what would your advice be for a first-time home buyer, especially in this industry today? Um, I mean, step one is, is reaching out to a loan officer. And uh, if you are actively looking to get pre-approved, then it's, it's a pretty quick process, 10, 15-minute phone call to, to walk through everything um, to, to get you pre-approved for a home. So um, first-time home buyer, I always recommend coming to a, a mortgage company first versus a real estate agent who's just going to throw a bunch of homes at you in, in their own company. Um, so uh, go to a, a mortgage company, find a loan officer, walk through each step, learn exactly what the process will look like, um, educate yourself, uh, and then you're good to go. Absolutely. That seems like the smartest way to do it. <laughs> so have you had a lot of experience with first-time home buyers throughout your career? Yeah, um, a decent amount. And what's your experience been with them compared to your clients that might have bought a home in the past? Yeah, first-time home buyers they they go off of a lot of just kind of the sort of myths out there. They need to find the best rate, which isn't necessarily true. They they need to shop around to fifty different lenders, which also is isn't necessarily true. So, um, first-time home buyers, the biggest thing is just educating them. People who bought a home before they know how the process works. So, first-time home buyers, you need to take more time. Um, 
just kind of walk them through every step of the process, what numbers matter, what not to be as concerned about, um, to make them a little more comfortable and, and understand how things are going to work. And do you want to maybe elaborate on, um, there's a couple of different markets that a, a, a home buyer might encounter. So maybe a seller's versus a buyer's market, if you want to kind of talk about that and how that can affect the process. Um, I mean, the, the major thing in effect is obviously home pricing and what you can and can't afford in the seller's market. It's going to be harder to afford a home that, that you may really want. But um, end of the day, you're, it's more important just to get qualified if you're ready to, to purchase home, you're never, it's going to be very hard for you to ever time the market. Uh, home ownership is a great thing. Uh, so it's more so being concerned of, can I afford this payment? Is this comfortable for me? Most people's rent is more than what a mortgage payment will be these days. So uh, just understanding. Uh, it's more important to get qualified, understand this is what numbers are. Can I afford this or can't I? Um, versus trying to time it of, oh, I'm just going to wait till this point. That point may never come. Um, so it's never going to be the perfect time to buy a home. It's just a matter of when you're ready, get pre-approved, and just make sure the numbers work for you. Yeah, so really there would be a focus on kind of a constant preparation rather than maybe you're preparing like right up to the moment because you never really know when the moment's right. But in the end, buying a home is going to save you a lot more money than if you're kind of just waiting around and waiting around, renting and renting, going through that cycle over and over again, trying to find the perfect moment. Right. Real estate's one of the best historically investments you can make. So um, you're never going to time the market perfectly uh, ever. So uh, you just want to, when you're ready uh, to make that jump, get pre-approved. Once you're pre-approved, you don't have to find a home the next day. Most people don't. I mean, it'll take months typically before you find one. So mm -hmm. um, getting that pre-approval letter is just the start doesn't really matter what the market is. It'll probably change pretty significantly from the time you get pre-approved until you buy a home. Um, so uh, getting pre-approved step one, and then obviously just you know, waiting out till you find that right home. Yeah, kind of hanging in for the long run rather than the, the short run, for sure. <clears throat> so what are things our generation could be doing better or just to prepare to buy the first home? Is there something we're lacking on? Um, nothing really... That I see you're, you're lacking. It's just more, more so getting educated on it. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, schools don't really teach you how to buy a home yeah, or, or the ins and outs of it. So um, obviously do your own research. You, you can look online, but the number one thing, you're, you're going to want to talk to a mortgage professional who does this day in and day out. Um, so you're not scared by any myths or like things you see online of what to do and what not to do. Uh, you want to talk to a mortgage professional um, that will kind of walk you through what to do. Yes. How things will work. Yeah, Absolutely. So what are the most frequent questions you're getting from your clients? What are they um, asking about? The most frequent, um, typically for like first time home buyer, how much do I need to have saved or put down? Um, what's your interest rate? Um, what programs are available? I guess those would be the top three. So we kind of already hit on that. So you really feel that if you're a recent college grad, you should be kind of looking more into that home buying process rather than continuing to rent and wait it out. Um, depends on what you're comfortable with. There's a lot of expenses that come with a home. Um, mm -hmm. So you're, you have to take care of everything. You have to buy everything that goes into the home. So whereas when you rent, most of that stuff's already taken care of. So um, it's, it's, a, it's just a matter of what you're comfortable with, what you can afford. Um, where you're at in your life, whether renting the city makes more sense than, than moving out somewhere. So it, it just depends on the person. Home buying typically is it's obviously better than renting, but uh, you have to be comfortable with it. You don't want to be um, 
essentially cash poor and, and equity rich where you own a home but you have no money left over so mm-hmm. you don't want to put yourself in that situation so it's just a matter of speaking with someone understanding where you stand and, and making sure it's the right time you can afford it got it so you're meeting with a bar what does that initial conversation look like what are you guys talking about the um the the very initial one especially with the first time home buyer um would be just essentially walking them through the whole process how your pre-approval is going to work um, then a very high level how your loan process will flow once you find a home um, so they kind of understand this is how everything's going to work. Um, so that will be the first conversation and then typically after that it'll just be a matter of getting more into what they're comfortable with payment wise, what they have set aside for a home, walking through your, your typical qualification questions um, and just gathering some documentation from them to, to get them approved. But um, that first big portion is really just walking them through what the process will look like. If it's someone who has bought a home before, more so just what their goals are with the new home, how much they're looking for, and, and getting into that. And then maybe most importantly, um, you mentioned that you're doing a lot of stuff online with borrowers, whether it's through a phone call or a chat or whatever else. Um, so maybe in, especially in that virtual environment, how like do you build trust with your clients, and why do you think that client should find like that kind of experience trustworthy it's difficult uh it's much harder than any other route i think especially consumer direct you are competing with a lot more lenders that mm-hmm. are online um so you have to dig deep a lot more than than others have to so you have to understand what the borrowers what their concerns are um and i like to ask like what's your goals for the next few years with the home is this going to be short term long term um you have to really get into who they are, what they're looking for, um, versus just some other online places will just give them quick quotes. Um, they're not going to remember them, so you need to um, get more in into what they're looking for, dig a lot deeper with your conversations, and then you have to continue to follow up with them. So it's a lot more, not just one call here, then they come back. You have to continuously check in and follow up, um, make sure you're on top of them to stay in front and build that trust. Awesome, Ryan. Well, that's all we got for you in terms of questions. So. Um, I know we really appreciate your time here today and the kind of insight you've given us into being an LO and that kind of experience. Thank you. Well, I'm yeah. happy, to, uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome, guys. That's homegrown. <laughs> <laughs>